The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks Team Coverage Podcast, formerly known as Hoop Ball Hawks. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia. And Hawks basketball is back. Not regular season, but the tip-off of preseason basketball for the Atlanta Hawks takes place today, noon Eastern time, 11 Central and so forth, as the Hawks are overseas in Abu Dhabi. Opening up their preseason campaign versus the Milwaukee Bucks. They'll have two games against the Bucks in Abu Dhabi. First one today, noon, tip-off on NBA TV. And on Saturday as well on NBA TV again at the same time. So we're going to get two cracks at the Milwaukee Bucks. And even though this is preseason basketball, the starters won't play a ton of minutes. It's still big for the NBA to introduce the game and bring the game to the people in the UAE. So this is a wonderful showcase for the NBA as a young and up-and-coming Atlanta Hawks team. And as well as the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis, Drew Holiday, Middleton, a team that has won a championship in the last two seasons. So two really good teams that are sending across seas. So... I'm excited. I'll be at work getting paid, quote-unquote, to watch this Hawks game on NBA TV. And this episode with training camp being relatively quiet. And that's not a bad thing. We haven't heard any major injuries out of training camp. The biggest news that we have heard was Jalen Johnson not making a trip to Abu Dhabi. And it wasn't a physical ailment. It was an illness. So, I would take that. That's not terrible. But not having Jalen Johnson does suck for two preseason games. But at least he is physically, as far as healthy. And obviously, speedy recovery to him. But tonight, it's about basically, what have you been working on in camp? You're not going to show everything. Everything's not going to click. It's not going to be pretty. But with this health, with the health of the Hawks being at a premium, as we've seen for the last three years, that health has really hindered this team. With this team being relatively healthy in training camp, and the only element is Bogey coming back slowly from his offseason surgery. That should mean that this team should hit the ground running a little bit sooner than they did last year. Last year, they had to work through some injuries, get some people back. They changed the lineup so many different times with who was available and what given night. They've had the pleasant luxury of having people healthy. And with that, that means most of the people who are going to be getting the bulk of the minutes in Jalen Johnson is reportedly going to get minutes. That's what Nate McMillan said at media day on my last episode. But he's not going to carve out a ton of minutes this early. 
So it is good that the bulk of this roster is in Abu Dhabi, practicing together, spending time together, and going to play an NBA preseason game against a really good opponent. And yes, they're not going to go, you know, all out, but I'm going to talk through some things that I want to see in these first two preseason games, even though, you know, we're not going to see the full offensive playbook. Uh, maybe not all the defensive coverages are installed yet for this team, but I'm really curious as to, since these players mostly had a full off season to work on their games, what looks different in each person's respective game? What did Trey Young add? What did DeJounte Murray work on? We know that he worked on more catch and shoot opportunities. How does his shooting stroke look early on, even though we know it's not a finished product? It's going to take some games and reps to get your rhythm. What is his shooting stroke looking like? How does Trey Young look? playing off the ball. How are Trey Young and Murray meshing together early on on the court? How do they look? Are they gelling? Is there some awkwardness? Is there things that need to be worked out? And this is the first game, first preseason game, in fact. They're not going to be playing extensive minutes. So it's going to be a small sample size that we look at. So I would caution my listeners and Hawks fans not to j jump to any conclusions after any of these matchups in the preseason and try not to jump to the conclusions in the first 10 games of the regular season. This is going to take time. It is. The great thing for the Hawks is that most of the players from last year carry over to this year. And the players that you did add to this team outside of your rookie draft pick, AJ Griffin, who I'm going to talk about in a bit are vets. So you're infusing some vets, some guys who have put some time here in the league with the roster that's been together. So I think they'll catch up to speed a little bit sooner than maybe in the last few years, even more so with them all being healthy. So don't jump to any conclusions, but we're going to look at little things and see, hey, where is the potential for growth? Where are some potential weaknesses and how will this team address each weakness opportunity in their strengths from this game? Uh, the whole SWOT analysis at this point and build upon that from preseason game one to preseason game two on Saturday. And I'm sure that maybe David Miller will make that decision as far as how many minutes will the starters get in each game and, who will get extended run. I can imagine AJ Griffin, who I'm really curious to see how healthy is he? How is he moving his shooting mechanics early on? Because if he looks good, is giving that effort on the defensive end and his shooting mechanics are good enough and consistent enough that it begs the question, how many minutes should he get or should he get minutes this year despite being a rookie and despite Nate McMillan's philosophy? We're going to see that. I'm not going to bang my head or bang my hand on this desk that I'm recording on after A.J. Griffin has a game where he hits five threes in the preseason and be like, you know what? He needs to be getting minutes. That's an we don't want a knee-jerk reaction, but we want to see his consistency. We want to see attention to detail 
early on in execution. We want to see that, especially on the defensive end, which was the big question mark outside of his health when he got drafted from Duke. We know he can shoot. We know he can score. I like his physical makeup. He has NBA pedigree. So there's going to be some things that he's going to innately have. And he's not a bad defender. He's not a bad defender. I think the injuries have hurt some of his explosiveness and quickness as far as in his lower extremities, which has caused his defense to take a step back post-injuries. But he's not a bad defender. He's a very smart player. And I think that intelligence, that pedigree, is going to get him on the court a little bit sooner than Jalen Johnson. I would say that he's a little bit more mature coming into the NBA than Jalen Johnson was last year, which could beg the question, how much time is he going to spend in College Park based on, obviously, how how is he practicing, how is he looking, how is he assimilating on a defensive end? Because he, I think he's going to be a key, especially down the stretch. When I, when you see his shooting percentages, and we want to see that translate to the NBA, obviously, if he is shooting at a high clip off the bench, that is another great floor spacer off the bench that did lose some offensive firepower from last year. Gallinari is gone. Kevin Herter is gone. Those are two big pieces that could play extended minutes offensively for you in score basket. This bench is not going to be a big scoring bench, which is why Bogey coming back healthy and bringing him along slowly is very important for this team. The addition of Justin Holiday for defensive purposes and floor spacing is going to be big. Aaron Holiday, who has experience in Nate McMillan's system, is going to be key as well as a point guard who just does not make mistakes and always makes the right plays. And that's going to take some of the ball handling duties away from Bogey to give him some opportunities as well as let's see how Aaron Holiday can play off the ball as well and create for others and initiate that second unit. We're going to see that. We're going to see some of that tonight. So I'm excited to see, you know, how this team is looking out of camp. I'm going to talk about a couple of other things that I'm excited to look for with the tip off today. But first, this quick plug. Okay, listeners, it's time to talk a little fantasy hoops. Now, I don't know about you. I'm in several fantasy leagues and every fantasy league that you are in, you have a rival. Pokemon, Ash Ketchum had Gary. And I know you have your Gary out there. So it's time to beat Gary and get the insight that you need to take your stuff to the next level and win a fantasy basketball championship. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikhail Bridges before any other rank list? I know which one. It's the Brewskies 150. And you probably turn those huge wins into some cash or a fantasy basketball championship. This year, the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time. And Ethos 360 subscribers can get access in less than a week. Head to sportsethos.com and click on the premium tab to grab membership information or the draft guide today. And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. 
Check back daily for more new features and go dominate your leagues. Beat Gary with the help of Sports Ethos. All right, and we are back. Make sure you get your fantasy pass. Head over to sportsethos.com. Subscribe for the pass and get all the information that you'll need to succeed in your fantasy basketball teams this year. I'm not blowing smoke. I would not promote this if I didn't believe in it. Do it. I'm going to need it. I have a really busy week this week. We draft next week. I'm going to be in the middle of wedding festivities, not mine, the friends. So I'm going to have to find time to break away the draft. So I'm going to need that pass beforehand. So I feel a little more confident about leaving the social gathering event that I'll be at to make all the right picks so that I can crush this league. And David, if you're listening, yeah, you hear me. You hear me. Okay, you hear me. Uh, So go get the fantasy pass today. But back to Hawks talk because tip-off, as I'm recording, is just over two hours away. Uh, Just over two hours away. I'm going to be really excited for what is to come for this Hawks team this year. And it all starts what started with the preparation in the offseason. A lot of great things we've heard from the offseason at Media Day. And it seems to be carrying over to camp because I am not hearing any bad things out of camp about any players or any hiccups. We know the areas that need to be shored up on his team. We know the additions. We know the returnees. This coaching staff is in place. It's time to it's time to get rolling. It's time to get rolling. I'm be real curious, as I said before the break, seeing what players worked on this offseason and what's gotten better. John Collins said he worked on ball handling and trying to work on creation for others. Let's see that in game one today. Let's see this offense. And honestly, you know what? For John Collins, I want to see what he's worked on, but I want to see this team utilize him. How are you going to utilize him? Yes, it's going to be tough selecting because you have Giannis on the other side. I mean, yes, the starters are not going to be getting extensive minutes, but still, it's a good test. How are you going to use John Collins? We know in the past when John Collins is utilized heavily and against some matchups against the Bucks, he's been very effective. I mean, I think this year, and I was just thinking about this before coming on to the program today, John Collins needs to average about 18 points a game this year. With the addition of DeJounte Murray, and you already have Trey Young, to ask for more than 15 points from DeAndre Hunter at this point is a stretch, but that will be ideal. And I'm going to talk about DeAndre Hunter here in a minute. If John Collins can average 17 points a game and about eight rebounds a game, I think this is a successful team. I think I think it is a successful team. 17 points per game, you imagine that Murray is going to average about 19 to 21 points per game. Trey Young is probably going to take a little bit of a dip because he doesn't need to score as much, but I can still see Trey Young with about 25 points per game. I mean, to have those three players as your top scorers, and then you have Bogey off the bench, maybe averaging 16 off the bench. We're going to find points. Like, points is not going to be an issue. I don't think this year. I know a lot of people are wondering how, you know, Trey Young and Murray are going to mesh. We haven't utilized John Collins as heavily as we should. 
can DeAndre Hunter take the next step? He's been working on ball handling and, you know, being more confident, you know, hitting shots in his spots, catch and shoot, the normal things, and obviously being healthy and improving on a defensive end because we're going to need him this year. But offensively, we're going to be fine. It's the defensive end that I really want to see improvement on. I want to see Capella, who is healthy. How is he moving? Is he more like two seasons where we made that run in Eastern Conference Finals? Is he that Capella? Or is he last year's Capella after the Achilles injury, losing some explosiveness, mobility, and some of that swagger on a defensive end? Is he back to that level? How is he looking early on? How are we utilizing and controlling his minutes? When you have Okongwu, who's fresh and younger, can go in and defend as well. How is Capella looking? Capella has set lofty goals. He wants to be one of the best defenders in the NBA. I mean, it starts, you know, setting the tone tonight in preseason. So I'm really excited to see Capella and how he's moving. And like I said, just the overall defensive structure, execution level on the defensive end. We know there's going to be mistakes. Same thing with the offensive side of things. The flow may not be as crisp may not be as efficient early on as we're incorporating some new pieces, a big piece in DeJounte Murray. But how quickly are they learning on the fly? How quickly is this team gelling? And what is the path to securing a playoff seed look for this team? And it's going to be hanging your hat on the defensive end, getting stops, uh, feeding into that, that dog-like mentality that Murray brings to the game, that Trey Young brings offensively to the game, and how infectious is that, you know, spreading to your teammates? How is your leadership influencing those around you? That's what I want to see tonight for the Hawks. It's going to be exciting. I know a lot of people looked at the Pelicans and like, wow, they look good. And I don't think... People are going to be nearly just excited about the Atlanta Hawks. They kind of did. It's like a fool, fool me once type thing. And we saw the GM surveys that ranked Trey Young, the fourth best point guard in the NBA and talked about how efficient this offense is. And, but everyone's really excited about the Cleveland Cavaliers. I had a conversation offline with uh, Mr. Player Development, Jordan Bowright, a friend of the program about how excited he is about, the Cleveland Cavaliers and how he and a lot of other people are counting this Hawks team out. I think, and you know how Trey Young is. Trey Young is very active on social media. Mary kind of hangs back, but you know, he observes and we see that he has that dog and he's going to let it be known where he is and where this team is and how he's feeling about things and doesn't shy away from that. We know John Collins will speak up, especially internally and try to spark this team. Capella, Looks very focused. I think Bogey has some dog in him. A lot of people are, there's some people that are high on this Hawks team. It's mostly experts. But casual NBA fans are looking at other moves and other players because they overlook Trey Young or maybe not as hip to DeJounte Murray as others are, but they're kind of right in this Hawks team. His own fan base is kind of Cautiously optimistic because of Nate McMillan. 
can Trey Young play off ball, which I think is a narrative that's been overplayed this offseason. I mean, Trey Young still has a bad taste in his mouth about, about that first round exit versus Miami when they got gentlemen swept. How will this team respond? Not as many eyes on them this year. Expectations where they should be, 46 and a half wins. But a lot of people, including myself, are curious about how they're going to get to that win total. Starts Started this offseason, carried over into training camp. We're going to see the culmination of the work that's been put in tonight and figure out what to build on, what we see, and we're going to talk about, obviously, a recap from the first preseason game to be released tomorrow um, after I get a chance to fully sit down and watch this Hawks game uninterrupted from uh, the work day, which I know a lot of you may not be able to catch it because of your occupations. So I'm going to definitely do a deep dive, look at this game, look at how this team's looking, give my synopsis on them and where this team could go. But I'm so excited to talk about actual basketball with you guys. I am. I am excited. It's back. I know it's been, like Drake said, it's been a long fight and I had a warrior spirit. We've had a hawk-like spirit, and we're going to rise to the occasion. I have a feeling this year, um, but we want to see what the product looks like. And talk is cheap. The time for talking is over. This team's ready to work, and I'm ready to get to work, too, covering this team. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it and tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. You know the drill. Give us a great review. Share it. Share it. Share, everybody. Share. With fellow Hawks fans, NBA fans, Georgia sports fans, basketball fans, people who just like listening to my voice. Doesn't matter. Put them onto this show. Follow us on Twitter at Ethos Hawks on Twitter. That's Ethos Hawks on Twitter. And follow myself at Brad Jarrett67. That's Brad J A R R E T T 67. We'll catch you guys after this first preseason game. And let's go, Hawks!